unlike any other man I've met. All right, let's see what's hap. <laughs> Sorry, let's see what happens. Episode five. I've got my buddy here, Logan Harry, one of my best friends. Uh, we've known each other since college. Uh, we're just gonna discuss some uh, different stuff. This is the first person I've had on that's uh, not of the law enforcement or first responders and besides my wife obviously but uh just gonna get uh, a discussion on different things and uh, we have been drinking for a little while today uh mm. not too long i don't know what time it is but mm. a little while so uh here we go so uh to give you guys a little background on logan i'll let him do that and uh tell you about himself just a little bit all right, all right. Tell, uh, where, where'd you grow up, Logan? I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, lived there most of my life. Went to high school there. Got out of high school. Decided uh, wasn't ready for the college scene just yet, you know. Nothing but parties and women, as uh, most young men at that age are into. Uh, Logan was that. only into the dudes, so that's okay. I mean, if he's yeah. buying the drinks, maybe. <laughs> and uh, so uh, then I decided to go to trade school. But before I went to trade school, what's funny is I was actually becoming a mailman. And I went and did my civil servants <laughs> test. Like, we have to know zip codes and all this ridiculous <laughs> things that I never knew mailman even had to know. I was like, you don't have a machine for that? Uh, the guy that delivers my mail, I guarantee you, he doesn't know zip yeah. code. Yeah, I don't even think they know alphabet anymore. Yeah. But, you know, back then, everybody's <laughs> had the same white truck. You I'm not see guys sure with stickers ma- on their Ranger out right. there driving and dropping them I'm off, not so. sure if my mailman even has a valid driver's license, <laughs> if I had to guess. I think you're right. Yeah, he, uh, he looks a little rough. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of doing that. I was working at Big Lots. I was a furniture manager. And my brother called me out of the blue and was like, hey, man, you want to go to trade school? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So moved to Jacksonville, went to welding school, and I've been welding ever since. Now I'm a, I'm a welding instructor at a local college and uh, divorced, as most welders are, you know, living that dream. And uh, <laughs> got me a hot new piece and just had my first son, looking to have more, you know. And, Which uh, I emphasized more than most to not do yeah he has warned me of all the problems with multiple children i have i didn't believe him i had one he's making me a believer so (laughs) right i don't think you know what ryan has to say is false in any way matter of fact i'm starting to live what he's preached and finding the mistakes of my own my own judgments so there's people that are listening to this right now that uh I know for a fact have heard what I've said before, and they're going, they're going, oh God, this guy's listening to his advice. What, what, <laughs> what kind of life has he led that he's oh. led? Here's the problem, and I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I have multiple, multiple buddies that uh, on the uh, on the SWAT team that don't have children yet, and I've stressed to them that misery loves company. <laughs> so when you have, that's why I'm here. Yes. So then when you have buddies that are like, no, no, when are you going to have kids? When they say that, it's not like, hey, man, let's go get a beer. That's not the same question. They're both questions. But the one is, hey, let's go have a good time together. The other one is, hey, when are we going to be miserable together? Because when you say, hey, when are you going to have kids? It's 
I don't like my life. You're having a better life than me. Come down to my level. Yeah. My Let me show shit you level. Yes. how to get to the bottom of the ditch. Right, right. Because the biggest problem, so like I won't, I'm, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, there's a certain individual that uh, he, re- on, again, a buddy of mine on the team that uh, he, you know, is newly pregnant. Congratulations. You know who Woo-hoo. you are. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Just like I told you the other day, you're an idiot. But uh, congratulations to you and your wife. I hope everything works out great. But stop there. All right? Mm. Just stop. Do the one. I'm listening to that advice. You know, I'm going to say, though, I have some hard opinions on some items. And I will say this. I've only had – this is my first kid. Right. I've watched tons of kids, right? Like my brother has kids. My sister has kids. Right. Been around kids. Been around your kids. You know, you get a a misled – view of children until you own one right you know when all of a sudden it's like it's literally because you can even watch other people's kids and understand that there's a there's a certain level of responsibility for you to care for that child but here's the here's the grand scheme of it is at the end of the day something like that kid like you do something that maybe not like hurts the kid not physically in any way like you're not you're not beating them you're not doing anything like that but i will tell you right now you can mentally scar a child yeah or not realize you're doing it mm-hmm. and i've said it before like i know for a fact my kids they're going to go to therapy later and their things are going to come up and they're going to be like man your dad was a piece of shit but here's the here's the the big asterisks on that Okay, is the fact that me as a dad did well enough that they can afford therapy. That's true. That's that true. that's a huge that's huge part of that. So it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, I made you go to therapy, but you can afford the therapy. That's true. that's that's you a big part of <laughs> right that I to gave screw them, them up, but also pay right. for the band. Either I'm paying therapy. for it, or I made them a decent enough human being that they can pay for their therapy to go. Man, I'm and recognize. Man, I'm screwed up. I need to go see therapy, and they go, "Man, your dad fucked you all up." Yeah. You know, and yeah. then they're like, "Well, yeah, he did, but uh, you're still here. You're alive." I feel like that used to be a major quotation on having kids. That's why they used to have seven to twelve. Oh yeah, is because they knew some of them weren't going to yeah. make it. You got three or four that are going to yeah. be. You know, they're going to get a job. They're going to understand the, the problems you went through and that they were the problem. They're going to acknowledge their hardships as being a pain in the ass. <laughs> and then you can you know steadily see the ones who are still bitching and moaning and you go, listen, kid, they adjusted. Adjust. I don't know if it'll work like that, but I'm in the boat of I feel like you can be the best parent in the world. You probably screwed them up for something. Oh, right? 100%. It's all about where's your kid end up to where that screw-up is going to affect their lives daily or not. And you know what, though? I don't know if that's a bad thing. Yeah. Sometimes I think that definitely – we talked about this earlier today when we were discussing different things. I think some of the hardships that you experience as a kid will definitely make you a better adult. Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. the want – for something, oh, as opposed to being handed something. Oh yeah! Like you're gonna go, oh man, I, I never had a brand new like, yeah. especially if you're a second child or third child or even a yeah. first child. I remember as a kid, 
one of our big things, especially as I got older, was, hey, we can buy you shoes, but you're, I know, there's, there's a giant, giant bee in here. Jesus. But uh, one of the things was we can buy you shoes, like for the school year, or we can order. put in some money, however much money you're willing to match, you can buy what shoes you want. But if we pay for it, we buy the shoes we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And uh, I don't know if anyone remembers. We didn't even get that decision. So oh. I was a pay less kid. You know what I mean? Like, we paid less. Well, I never knew there was a shoe store besides pay less. We, no, we didn't go to I pay less either. shoes. We usually yeah. went to like the free market at the church. Uh, and then we were like, try them all on, kid. Whichever one you feel you could fit in, we'll take them. And if you grow you into in it, now, that's yours. We'll probably go ahead and take as well. <laughs> we always grew up with the, uh, with the feeling of you had to buy one shoe that could do all the things right. that your life was right. going to entail. Yes. So as a kid, I wore a lot of boots <laughs> because my mom's into horses. My dad's into construction. There's lots of nails laying around on average in our home. It's just a normal occurrence. Like, oh, nail. And uh, so, you know, I wore a lot of boots. I was like that weird kid, looked like Adam Sandler, you know, like steel toes, shorts, and then like a Guy Harvey shirt. You were a not rich Billy Madison. Yes. Yes. I would say I was the poorest Billy Madison. Like that Dodge Dart that he had in the movie, like, man, I, we had the same one. It was olive and yellow interior. It was disgusting. I will say, I think it was a Nova, though. I think it's it was like, you can get whatever shoe you want, but you're also going to get hepatitis yeah. when yeah. you get this. I remember on once phone. I came home with a friend's pair of shoes. <laughs> and they were like an old pair of K-Swisses, you know. They look like they've been dyed white a hundred times by that uh, cleaner that you clean white shoes with. Like the laces even had some well, of shit, it on back it. then it was probably just bleach. Yeah. It wasn't even a cleaner back then. I remember then. my dad being like, where'd you get them shoes? And I'd be like, a friend gave them to me. He's like, what, are we needy? And I was like, no, we're poor. <laughs> you don't work very hard. And I go through, I'm a big guy, you know, I'm growing, Dad. And he's like, yeah, I don't see the issue. You got flip-flops. <laughs> so, you know. But we always had, like, the, the school shoes, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then, and then you, you come home, home and then you get to wear the same shoes you used to have that don't uh, fit, but they're like, make them work. Absolutely. So that's how you get, like, uh, we used to line lace our shoes, and then we'd burn the edges. So you never had a time again. So, mm. like, you know. I, I grew up in the era of, like, skater-type shoes yeah, that's real popular. Like I could never afford them or anything. The, yeah, you know, like, yeah. I had a pair of Van checkers I think I wore so long that I ended up chopping them into a thong <laughs> sandal. And people would look at me, like, so poor. Like, that kid is so poor. <laughs> and I just be like, and now, no, man. someone would pay big money for those. That's I bet, like, I, bet that's I could retro. sell them on eBay for a yeah. thousand bucks. Because oh, people yeah. would be like, oh, these are so cool. They're worn in. They're custom. <laughs> you know? They look like different. they were drugged behind a car for a Yeah, hour. it looked, looked like good. nobody ever wore so, them but a homeless man. No, so my first, so I did that a couple years where I would buy, I would pay I would save up my money, my you know, and when I say save my money, like I'm some sort of two dollars a day for banker. lunch. No, I would $5 have five dollars a week I would for lunch. That was my money. My save fifteen birthday, bucks a week. Right, my birthday money, and then my, you know, whatever money I got from doing chores, sort of thing, or mowing lawns. Yeah. I did that a couple of years. Well, then when I, so I grew up in Indiana, and in Indiana. There were like people were into inline skating. Oh yeah! When you I moved to Florida, booter. I was a fruit booter. booter. Yes, yeah. Never heard that term until I came to Florida. Oh, dude, I used to get yelled oh, at it God. from the like other kids on skateboards. Like, oh, you suck, bro. You fucking. And I'd be like, bro, I, I don't figure out the physics of skateboarding. <laughs> I'm an adult now. I work in construction. I understand lots of heavy math. 
I've, I've been engineering school. I still don't understand how these kids who are five and six years old can ollie a skateboard over a trash can and they don't have Velcro on their shoes. It's all <laughs> right. just momentum and, and their own, uh, you know, energy that they're kicking this thing and it's following it. No, no, no. I would be the kid who slashed my face open, landing <laughs> on the edge of my Bart Simpson fishtail with my Nash uh, trucks and the worst bearing system ever put on a skateboard right. because, once again, we were poor. Uh, and we found that skateboard, <laughs> and the wheels were actually from some roller skates, some some fruit boots from my sister's era, and we just made it work with some washers, right? Some JB Weld, and then you're like the weird kid, but it's fine. But so yeah, so you know, and it's tiring. You know, skateboarding was ah, it's like every you stand there, and then you lose your balance, you fall. Everyone's like, right. oh, God forbid, one guy blew off his sidewalk, and then there's a rock. <laughs> you know, and then you're face planting, and then you don't look very cool. Well, yeah. so I don't know if you remember these shoes when I was soaps again. Soaps, 100%, yes, percent, dude. I, knew I got you were going. I had those, the those things. Coolest. For real. I bought. I, I saved up oh, because yeah. they were. I remember they're hundred bucks. They were dude. eighty dollars, oh. but with tax, it was eighty four ninety seven. Like oh, I man. remember because I my I I knew, and those were the those were the shoes I wanted. Found a gray and black pair. I thought they were cool as shit. I had a I gray and black wear, I could wear them wherever because, oh, yeah. like, it, it was fine. But the problem is, is, like you said, you can't do everything in those shoes. Mm-mm, so mm-mm. now you're screwed. I guarantee you, <clears throat> I sold those shoes. I don't even think I sold them. I got rid of them. Yeah. Almost brand spanking new because once I got them, I couldn't wear you, them you, anywhere yeah. that was functional because they weighed... 97 pounds per foot. Yes. They were so heavy. You couldn't even they're like the, You had to be a full-grown man to jump up and grind yeah. a rail. Or somebody had that. to help you up there, and then you just slid down. Right, right. and it was not cool. You know what I found funny fun. about the soaps were, you know, other kids would have them, and I feel like it was original parkour, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you get parkour today, and these guys are wearing these fancy athletic like ballet slippers to grip walls and stuff. Right. And I go, bro, we did that. We did that. We jumped over like six hedges, landed onto a pole that was probably barely adhered to it because back then safety regulations were very poor. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you'd then fall or break something. And then everybody else would be like, you know, you're running because essentially you're just in shoes. But the other kids are in skateboards, bikes, <laughs> and other stuff. But you couldn't afford any of that. So you're just chasing them. <laughs> essentially, you're the well, lonely kid in a helmet. The difference is, though, too, Chasing is like, them in shoes. Parkour is all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey. I'm Like you just said, I'm just running doing the same exact shit that these other guys are doing on rollerblades and skateboards that yeah. I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do it because I don't have that yeah. sort of... I don't have the equipment. So I'm just poor. That's why Russians are so good at parkour. They don't have anything yeah. else. They're, they, it's entertainment. Right. They're, they're all standing there going, well, I bet the, you can't do the, this. The, 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 yeah, they're like... <laughs> they they have the pure mentality of Draco from fucking Rocky Four of... <laughs> If I, but not him. Yeah. They're like, if I die, I die. Yeah. Like, I'll hang from the crane yeah. and then run and do a backflip off of that wall over there that's 90 stories up because what else do I have? I'll go wait in the line for soup and yeah. bread? Fuck it. Who gives a shit? I think Russians are going to be offended by this conversation, but I will say That's this. all right. None of them are listening yeah, to that's this. True. That's true. And if they are, 
hey, go Russia. Yeah. All right. I mean, you're definitely not our worst problem yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Let's you're be too friends. far north to be an issue yet. Yeah, you're, you're our friends. I, you know what's funny about a lot of that stuff? I, I remember being a kid in St. Pete. And St. Pete, although it's the mecca of tourism today, in the early 90s, it was like homeless, ditchville, and it was disgusting. So, like, me and my friends would ride down there. And all the you know business buildings were abandoned. You know, like nobody was there. So you could break into them. And what I mean break into, I mean you just the doors open, but there's chains on it. But you know we're kids, so you slide you right slide past, right past yeah. it. And we would go to the roof. That's not really breaking. No, in. no, it's more That's like just sliding entering. past and entering. Yeah. It's yeah. just entering. It's like sliding yeah. and entering. So we yeah. would do that, and then you know. St. Pete blew up, but, you know, it was real big back then for the aggressive skating and all that. And that really blew up in the 90s. And I I can remember the kids, you know, having getting into even more stuff like the go-peds. Do you remember go-peds? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, I I was like, man, these kids are so rich that they can't even push themselves on a scooter. They put a motor on their scooter. And my dad would look at me and be like, no. Like, you have a go-kart, and you can drive it around this. And by the way, when I mean go-kart, I mean, like, a piece of plywood, two pieces of metal rod with wheels buckled to them. With an old weed whacker. With an old weed whacker. Three-horse weed whacker. <laughs> yeah. with the, they just took the, the axle out that's the spin, and it would just touch your tire. So you always had one bald-ass tire in the back. And if you did anything wrong, it would just not move. So, like, if you held down what I would call the brake, which was a two-by-four, that was wire strung, and then it would push down on the tire when you pushed it down. It was very classy, made up. Though we're not talking yeah. heavyweights go karts, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, That's on Netflix right oh, now, dude. Heavyweights God, is a dude. great movie. I, ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, great, oh, greatness man. at an God, early dude. age. He's and so I, old. You now. remember the you're, the one part I remember even as a kid in that movie when they do the go kart race, and at the very end when he fucking hits that throttle and the the, the boat, boat motor throttle, the boat that somehow makes him magically power forward, oh, and yeah. it's a propeller yeah. out of water, but it makes him go forward. And the only thing Shit, I dude. thought that whole thing when that go kart came down on the front of, of the, the other go kart, I was thinking. Man, that really could have hurt somebody. That was all he, I thought. I hope their hands are tucked in. Right. You know, like as an adult. As, I go, ooh. Well, as a child, I remember thinking, that doesn't seem safe. As a kid. Yeah. And like, then as a grown-up, again, I'm thinking, how did the boat motor make him go yeah. that? Like, how did the fat kid not, yeah. with a giant boat motor right. get past the skinny kid yeah. and have to go kart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the physics aren't launched. There. Yeah. yeah, the physics aren't It's just there. definitely a letdown in the sense of like yeah. reality. But they did but win, so the fat good, kids win in the end. So best, I like that. best part about it was when Ben Stiller's breaking the glass. And walking ah, across it after he made ah, the Hershey kiss, the single Hershey kiss to tempt the fat kid yeah. to break him free from the the prison they had yeah. put him in. Great movie, God, great movie. You know what we watched the other night Classic. with the girls? Wally. Oh, see, I've never. That, that was like that came out when I was a straight up adult, so I never really saw it. I have right. seen bits and pieces. To me, it's the uh, cartoon version of the. Kurt Russell movie where he's a rogue 
warrior and he's dropped on a <laughs> no, desolate planet no, of trash. That is not. And it's just no. like the same thing. I was like, they wrote Wally from this old Kurt Russell film not for that. children. Where's the Sentinels at? Where are they coming? And then here comes the trash conveyor and some fat guy in a hover around, like the oldest fat Jetson made it. And he's hovering around and he's like, we got this plant in a boot. And well, it's, the, it's like the creation of man, like cruise ships in the, in the outer space. And I'm like, this I don't know the name of that movie, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. Uh, it was Soldier. 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 Kurt Russell. That so, is that movie, man. No. <laughs> so here's the problem I had. Well, and Sarah was getting mad at me because I kept saying it over and over while we were watching it. Because basically what it is is to illustrate how dependent we've become oh, yeah. on Oh, no. That's every children's movie. and computers. They're trying to teach these kids but, at a young age like, the stop. issues. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like you're watching it, and it's like literally, I'm not. And We're gonna consume is, ourselves. This is not me exaggerating the story in any way. And if anyone wants to say anything about this and talk with me about, I would be happy to have this argument with you. Here's what Wally is about. You are so glued to a screen, which our society has become. I don't care what screen it is. I don't care 14, if it's your phone. Yeah, I don't care if it's your phone. I don't care if it's a computer. I don't care if it's a TV, an iPad, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You've become, become so glued to a screen. You become a fat fuck. You can't do anything for yourself. I resent Your that bone mass <laughs> has reduced enough to where you can't lift yourself. It's a, you got jello arms. Children, it's a Disney children's movie that shows you, hey, stop looking at screens and depending on robots and electronics to help you. There may come a day where you have to help yourself or they're like AI is going to run us. Oh no, it's coming, man! I, yeah. In the welding industry, I see all these new robotic and multi-process oh, servers for welding, you. and it's because you know, just like every generation, certain things change, right? And right. the generation of people wanting to be hardworking with their hands and put the back labor in is leaving. And you know, I teach welders every day at college level, and they're the same. It's like ten-year-olds. They're, they They've never used basic hand tools, and they're in their mid-20s. And for me, that's strange. I grew up in the era where, like, I was out helping my dad build stuff five, six years old. I learned how to read a tape measure really young. Mm-hmm. So it's weird when I see other people, and they're like, no, nah, man, I don't, even know, I don't even know what the fraction on that tape measure means. Right. It's scary to me because I'm like, bro, you're 20 years younger than me. I'm a little worried about 2040 to 2060 right now. Because I'm going to be way too old and crippled to care. Well, that thing I saw the other day was... I, I'm telling you, I still think it's... Not only is it hilarious, it's 100% true. It's like 20 years from now, the people that are going to be running shit are the are the homeschool people. Well, I think well, 20 years from now will be our generation running. Right, so I think we're right. maybe still so messed it up. Okay. But 40 years from now, the 40, people that are going to be in charge of this nation yeah. are the ones that were homeschooled. By alcoholics. Yes. Like, because I got to tell you But let me right tell now. you about this. <laughs> I was in schooled by alcoholics, okay? <laughs> I can remember a certain teacher. I mean, she's she's dead, sadly, but I got the info on Facebook. Uh, she passed away. Not really surprised. But in my honors AP English class, she had a, like, a keg, right? Like these, like, thermos kegs. Like the Bubba keg. Yes, a yes, Bubba keg. A Bubba keg. And it was, like, the predecessor to Bubba keg. So it was, like... 
cheap yeah, yeah, igloo yeah. keg. It was, it was like, like a flip race top. track. Like you would take the soccer it, practice. Remember yeah, yeah. soccer practice? It yeah. had like the blue ones, it was like the red the miniature ones. Gatorade spout yes, ones. Yes, but it was yeah. huge. Yeah, it was like yeah, a yeah. thirty-two quart, yeah. whatever ounce. Just trying to stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so to stay every hydrated. morning, I had her first period, and this is back when you had like seven periods a day, where like most schools now, I feel like are like four brick, whatever. But we were doing, and I walk into the room, and I got my vocab book. I'm the only student there. It's first, you know, it's first period, so I'm like early, and uh, I see her go into her desk, and she opens it. Now, a little backstory: my father is a hundred percent alcoholic, and uh, I've been around that most of my entire life. Now, my mother, on the other hand, not a drop. She drinks a buttery nipple, and she's like fifty sheets to the wind. You know what I mean? Like, just an honest woman, hardworking. But my father, Pete, complete garbage. But anyways, I can get a whiff. Right? Like, she pops the top, and it, and I'm like, you know, I was a cool kid, so I sat in the back of the room. Of course. Of course. That's where cool kids sat. And cool uh, kids. And by cool kid, I mean just, I thought I was a cool kid. <laughs> I wore pleated khaki, so how cool. Cooler than those nerds how, <laughs> that wanted to better themselves. Yeah, how cool was I? I don't know. But I wore pleated khakis a lot. Uh, not that cool. Uh, but, so I'm in the back of the room, and she pops that top, and I could name the brand of vodka she was drinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh shit, that's ABC liquor right there. I, I know that vodka. That's in a plastic jug. My dad drinks that. And uh, I can see, hear the top. You know like the top you get from a liquor bottle? It's like, and you like you yeah. hear like you know that it's sound. It's not like a release of carbonation. It's just a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I can hear it and I go, oh shit. And then I hear her... Yeah, right. And but like her file drawers open, right? Like she doing that stopper. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Like you, you can hear yeah. the air gap. Yeah. And then I'm look up and I go, Miss West, are you okay? She goes, Oh, I'm, I'm right as a rainbow. <laughs> and this was like, you know, like the teacher that wears like the, uh, like the yarn necklaces with like old pasta painted with finger paint. That was her throwing them off the trail. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like the scent. Like she had a yeah. garlic rope necklace on to throw away the alcohol scent. <laughs> but what was really hip about her, and this is like one of the things I remember most about it, is she'd fill it up, and then she'd close the top, and she'd take a giant swig. And like she had one of those big red leather executive pleated chairs, you know, oh, for a, shit. Like you could tell she brought yeah. it because yeah, school yeah, ain't paying for that. It was hers, but she was huge. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Well, um, like, if they fired her, like she yeah. would be fucking putting all her shit on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her box would be on that, and she'd be knee-wheeling yes. it out Let of Let me give you a picture yeah. of Miss West, just so everyone's uh, on the same page. Yeah. Moo Homer Simpson episode, trying to work from home. <laughs> just hasn't worked out yet, but on her way, right? right. Like, that's the, the image. Like, Miss Crabtree <laughs> from South Park Hair. There might be a nest in there. There might be some living animals in there. We don't know. But every day she'd fill that thing up, and then she said, I'll be back after period break. So, like, the way our school worked is you had, like, a 15-minute window to get to class from 7.20 to 7.40 like or something Jesus. like that. Yeah, we were real slack. It's Florida, dude. Uh, so, <laughs> so th- at that point, it was funny because I was in AP English and AP Economics. AP Economics teacher was, like, this big-shot stock guy who then just said – Screw it, I'm going to retire and be a teacher and teach AP Economics, American History, whatever. Well, they were just like chain smokers. And I used to say all the time, like, look at this romance happening. Because we would sit in a room on the top floor and they'd walk <laughs> across the street and chain smoke cigarettes for 20 minutes right? to deal with their day. And then they'd come back and, they'd, and she'd go right back to the file cabinet. You'd pop that lid, 
Glug, 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 glug. And me and all the students would look God, around. I'd be like, bro, she's bigger jug. Wrecked. She needed a bigger jug. But she would be. She was. I will say this. One of the best teachers I ever had. Right. One of the best. She would always take her time. She was like a kindergarten teacher, but in eleventh grade AP English. Yeah, that liked you. Yeah. And she would tell you too. straight out. This is my favorite part. I was. I was very much a slacker. I only got what? in. Oh yeah. No. I know. I became a welder. Chase strippers and hookers. You know what I mean? Like that was that was the the plan from the get. But uh, the real funny thing was she would come up to me and be like, Logan, your vocab's pretty, pretty poor. And I'd go, oh, I'm sorry. I just uh, – I didn't really read the book for the vocab, so I really don't know how these words are used. And she'd say, okay, well, let me use some of these words in a sentence for you. If you don't – and then, like, whatever the word was, and she would be real slick about it. She'd be like, you're going to be a big piece of shit when you grow up. And she would not hesitate. You're a big piece of shit. That was like right. her go-to. And I'd look at her and go, that's a solid point of view, Miss West. And she'd be like, yeah, don't be a failure. Be, be a succession. Be better. Be better. And she would always say like the weirdest comments like, you could do it if you just weren't you. <laughs> and I would say, man, I didn't get that. And now as an adult, I go, boy, she was rough. Right. Right? Like. Hard, but right, but right, like a hundred percent. Like she didn't cut; she just took that layer of fat right off the top, and said, "No, no, no, you're gonna probably end up being you're a, gonna an be- average American worker." She was. She basically said, "Hey, you're like an ugly woman. Yeah, you're gonna have to work. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna, you're have, gonna have to, to work do way for a more, way more, uh, you know, fellatio than you're probably <laughs> your some of your cuter friends." With? Some but of your cuter friends you are going to have to do. But if you get good at it, you can be done that much quicker. Yeah. And just so everyone that's listening, I'm gorgeous. Okay? Like, <laughs> you don't get better looking than me. Right. If you've ever seen Zach Galifianakis. Whoa, 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 whoa. But tall. I want to say a between two ferns, oh. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I'm like six inches taller than him. And I still look the same. It's <laughs> On his mic, I don't it's know. Like falling over. I don't think you understand how a clamp works. What I'm just is, gonna is, say is, this. I, I only say this because you have three children, and I'm right. pretty sure you were on birth control. I don't think you understand what a closed yeah, clamp means. I don't. It's like go for it. What? What happened? She told me she right. loved me. Right. That works also if he told you he loved you. You know what's crazy is uh, I was talking with someone else about school the other day, and obviously in this, I don't want to get into this because I'm sure. That's all anybody hears about. And if if I'm lucky, anyone that's listening to this probably really doesn't want to hear about goddamn coronavirus. But what school used to be about was like, hey, you're supposed to go learn about this stuff that's going to help you in the long run. And I'm talking more about high school because college, I'm sorry, I hate to tell anyone that's in, anyone that's listening to this in college – more power to you. But I'll tell you right now, it's a scam. I really hope you're going for... Ah, come on. I work for college. I don't think it's a scam. But here's the, here's the way I look at there's education. Different, there's you're different... You're taught everything you need to know by eighth grade. And then they reiterate it all in high school. Right. So you're getting high school twice. It's the second round of the same education. Mm, even then, I don't even That's know That's how I it's... felt my high school was. Like, So, I, I mean, I'm probably different than most. I, I was always in like the gifted classes. Not saying I'm super smart guy, because Ryan will tell you. Bragger. I'm not. Name drop. But I've always been he- uh, headstrong in math and English. Not grammar. 
probably the worst grammar you'd ever see if you saw me write anything. But not so when I got bad. into high school, you know, like I was expecting some like revelations in my education. You know what I mean? Because you build it up. You build up high school to think, wow, like we're on this new level. Eh, I don't even know if it's so much that is just like once you get the again, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but like the the minimum like here's yeah. the reality. Listen. There's some people that are good at geometry and there's some people that are good at algebra. Yes. And I'm not saying that both aren't important, but here's, depends here's what the thing. You Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you want to be like, you're a junior, even senior in high school. I don't care if you have no idea where your life goals are going to go. If you go, I can tell you right now, I'm bad at geometry. You should go, okay, let's move you into a path where you're not using that type of yeah. math. Engineering's out. You're not going to be that person. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like our, I mean, Richard, geometry is great at. Guess what? If I told that dude to sit down and I love him to death, <laughs> if I told that dude, hey, can you go ahead and write me up a paragraph of like using proper pronouns and verbs and adjectives, he'd be what like, happened? what's that now? Yeah. Like, but I'll tell you right now, I trust that dude to build a house that my kids are going to live in. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I think people need to start playing to their like skills to a lot I sooner. I would probably be on the same boat as Richard. Right. And there's you nothing wrong. You don't want me wrong. to write you a thesis right. on anything. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong but with if that. You want me I'm to just build saying. You some stuff, I probably got At a that. certain point, and I by no means am saying like a high school student. Oh, they know their path. No, they're fucking idiots. Nobody knows listen, their path at that age, man. No, that's, man. And listen, that's what's I'll crazy tell you right about now. our society and the you're expectation so, of an eighteen-year-old yeah. kid, man. You're so, listen. I can't speak for women, but if they're anywhere close to his, I mean, anywhere close, which they're not. They're much more mature yeah. at that age. But I will tell you this: their hormones are going. If not as crazy, they already did go as crazy as oh, dudes no. at that age. I think and I'll tell you right now, I got dudes laid all the time are so in high yeah. But I'm saying, guys' hormones are going so crazy. Like they've shown that. Like I don't think your frontal think cortex many, me, is even finished forming until you're what twenty five. Like how many fistfights did you get into in high school? Well, compared to how many fistfights you've gotten into as an adult See, now that's, this I'm going to take this out of you you're a cop <laughs> you're probably getting more combat situations actually, than I get but into, I bet I guarantee but, you I've been in less I think since I've been a cop well than I was when I was younger that's they but it's because you. I but it's big, but I, I again some people will say oh because of that goddamn badge that, oh, I don't take, that for a minute take that badge off listen I motherfucker be like, hey, I'll bro, you take go? the badge off Let's I'll, I'll, do I'll this let you shit. go. Yeah, right, right. And I'll give you the Listen. five minutes of hell you want. Listen. And you're still going back into the back seat. <laughs> and I'll be like, but now you're going to be right. embarrassed and beat up. And I yeah. go, no, man, I, I already know this evening's <laughs> over. And you look way more coherent than me. <laughs> Not to mention, you smell good. And I know I smell bad. I can smell and myself. That might not matter in a right. fight. But if you already feel like some premonitions on your stank. Yeah. I don't know about everybody else, but when I go into a fight, I like to feel fresh. You know, I like to feel like I'm ready to whip some ass. If you go in feeling like second row, you know, sweat you monster. That, you got that underdog in you. You know, for sure, you got oh, some underdog. Like you guys can't see me, but if you watch me walk around this this room, you'd say that guy's losing that fight. But what people don't know is I'm gonna crawl you to death. <laughs> I'm gonna get you to the ground, and then you're mine because I'm gonna outweigh you, and I'm gonna outsmother you. 
<laughs> with odor. That's right. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Uh, here's the thing, though, is I will tell you, I think, though, uh, not just because being a cop. I will tell you right now, like, the being the cop part wasn't what weighed in on me not getting into fights now as much. It was the prior to when I did get into fights. Okay. The beating, like, here's... Yeah, but see, like, I'm talking, like, testosterone. Like, you're saying, No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, 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 right. No, 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 I'm saying, though, like, yes, testosterone, they're going to get you every time. But here's the thing, is I'll tell you right now, my dad, uh, he's got... Loves fighting children. Oh, dude, (laughs) yes, he will knee a baby in the face. No, I'm just joking. But I will tell you right now. One of the sweetest men I know. He's got the most stories of anyone I know. I love them all. I've heard... I don't think there's a story of his that I haven't heard, but that being said, there's not a story that I won't. He is going to be a future podcast, but there is not a story from him that I don't think I've heard that I wouldn't listen to again. And yes. that being said, he's though, a natural storyteller, though, right? As well, well, and he's here's lived the a thing. very fruitful life. He is the youngest of seven. Yeah. Okay. He's gotten his ass beat so many times. The best yeah. story I learned from him at a very early age. Yeah. <laughs> at a very early age, I year, learned from him. The best stories are the true stories. And that being said, the true stories are the ones that everyone knows they're true. Because I know for a fact, my dad has probably been in more fights than I will ever get in mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. He's probably been in more fights as a teenager than I will yeah. ever get in in my life. And the reason I know every single one that he tells me is true is because of the ones he's t- told me, because those are the ones he remembers. Your uncles have reiterated. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> 99% of those, he lost. Yes. He no one, lost yes. the fight. The and best fights, though, are yes, the ones you lose. The ones you lose because you, you learned. learned. Oh, you so learned. much. So oh, much. I tell, I tell my students all the time, man. Let me tell you. As a you welder, are, you, yes. you meet some very unsavory you people. You learn from mistakes. You don't learn oh. from getting it right. You no, get it right, man. you just keep moving on you with your day. You yeah, think yeah. I, I'm the biggest... I'm so the baddest. Dude. Yeah. Look at me go. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I learned some hard facts as a young man in his 20s traveling around the country welding. Right. I pulled up, you know, and Ryan will tell you, in college, I was very cocky, <laughs> very overloaded on my size and shape, thinking I was a really tough guy. Let me tell you, Ryan has put me in many a chokehold <laughs> to ease this bear. Not of my... Fruition. No, 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 no. You, doing, you did I brought it upon myself. <laughs> I used to pull knives out on people. I was a very different man then. <laughs> Lots of drugs. It was a crazy time in my life. But let me tell you, I, I've met men, and in the welding industry, I would say they're men. You know, you get men. <laughs> and uh, got the baby coming in. Big Kate Abraham. Come on, bring that baby. Big Abe coming in. Baby Abe coming on the mic. Coming on the mic, spitting spittin rhymes. See what happens. This thing working? See what happens. <laughs> All right, so, you know, what's crazy is, as a welder, you're not going to agree with everybody. You come from all different walks of life. I'm lucky enough to come from Florida. Some people say that's a bad thing. I love Florida. I got a tattooed all over me. It's one of my favorite places. I've been all around the world, five continents. I still think Florida is one of the best places to live. Now, that being said... I got into a fight once with like a 50-year-old man. I was 22, right? 
So I was like, I'm going to fuck this old dude up. <laughs> right? Like, all my buddies are like, oh, you're going to fuck this dude up. I was not prepared for grown-ass man punching. <laughs> like, it was a new... It's different. It's, it's, it's like different. He put every old mortgage payment into the back of those knuckles, and he plowed my ass into last month's car payment. And then he stomped me into every shitty breakfast he's ever had with his snot-nosed bastard children. And he beat the piss out of me so bad. Now, I will tell you this. Here's the luck of the draw, though. Here's the luck of the draw. We got into an argument because he wanted to borrow my tools. Now, I don't say much, but uh, uh, when you're on a construction site, and any of you construction workers out there will know, your tools, they're like yeah. they're like little daughters in your they're bucket. They're your kid. And you don't want anybody else's hands on your little girl. <laughs> right? Like, you got your name written on it. It's got your shit all over it. And then you see some big greasy-haired fucking meathead come in. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get my hands on this. And you go, hey, that's mine. Put it down. I'm going to punch you. Well, long story short, I was lucky. And when I say lucky, I mean this guy was a stand-up. And I mean, listen, this guy beat the shit out of me. I'm going to tell you a full story. We had an argument. He didn't call friends. He didn't issue a warning. He came right up to me, and I mean nose to nose, and said, I'll be here at this time, and I will fuck you up. And I looked at him in the face like every 22-year-old kid would and be like, old man, I'll break your fucking head. Because you're invincible at that age. You're invincible. Yes. I was a young man. I was swinging a 10-pound hammer like it owed me money. Yes. Right? I was one of the baddest some bitches I thought I ever met. And I, you know, I'm a big dude. So I go and meet this dude at... See you later, Abe. I go and meet this dude Abe's out by out. some oak tree in the middle of some shithole town we're in. I actually think the town was Clewiston, Florida. Bottom of Okeechobee. U.S. sugar job. I'm cocky. I go, oh, I'll meet you at that fucking tree, you old piece of shit. I, I pull up, right? And I pull up in my big... Tiny dick truck, you know, Jack to the Sky, Dodge 2500, thought I was Mr. Big Pants. I got out of that truck, took my shirt off. This old man put his cigarette out, <laughs> didn't, didn't even fucking flinch, a, a, just flick the cigarette, walked me, pulled his sleeves up over his shoulders. <laughs> didn't want to hem himself up didn't when wanna, he's throwing Didn't want to get them shoulders caught in some sort of sleeve catastrophe. <laughs> So I walk up to this dude, and I shit you not, he grabs my belt. And he looks at me and goes, grab my belt. And I say, why? And he goes, because we're going to fucking slug this out. And the one holding the other one up takes him to the hospital. Deal? And I look him in the face, and I'm literally like, oh, no, I'm a scared little boy right now. Because this dude is 100% ready to go to fucking the hospital. Like, he's no. already thought of it. Like, here, have like he tools. parked in a zone where he won't be towed in the knowing. Like, I pulled up in the grass, you know, trying to show some, like, bravado. Like, fuck the grass. I don't care about this grass. You know, like fucking Charlie Murphy. Fuck your couch. You know? This dude said, grab my belt, and I shit you not, I ain't never been so close to a fight before and had a man go, grab my belt. And I looked, I looked around like, there ain't nobody here. I came by myself, and so God, did he. I hope this guy takes me to the ER. Uh, let me tell you, I ended up breaking his ocular nerve in his eye, in his face. I shattered his elbow and broke two of his ribs. He broke six of my ribs, broke my arm. 
and damn near dislocated my eye from the socket. And like a gentleman took me to the hospital. And we, no, we both ended up laying underneath that tree for like an hour. And we finally helped each other up. And we went to the urgent care together in my truck because it was illegally parked. And he told me it would probably get a ticket or towed. And it was a better idea for me to take mine since he parked legally at the tennis courts. <laughs> and that's just something you don't get in men today. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Right. For some punk kid <laughs> who's ready to blast. And I'm going to walk up to him and say, grab my fucking belt. <laughs> because I'm now at the age. I'm now 34. But in, in the 12-year gap from that fist fight, <laughs> I completely understand the ass-whooping that I had coming for me that day. And I still, to this day, am friends with this man. His name's Curtis. He lives in Decatur, Alabama. He's 70 fucking nine years old now. He's like a million years... He's not, but I mean, he's like a million years old. He right. looks like an old man. He's an actual man, though. The best ass-whooping I ever had. Yeah. Learned a lot. So... Not to tell too many of my dad's stories before he actually gets on here. Because I can guarantee you I could probably do a... My dad could start his own podcast where he doesn't talk to anybody and he just tells his own stories. I have one like that, because but it's uh, called X-Files. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. He's okay. But he... Listen, I don't judge. He tells, me, he tells me this story one time. And this was, when, this was not that long ago. That's the thing is his best stories are from when he was younger. Do you remember paintball because, with your dad? Oh, yeah, for sure. God, he, he murdered us. We hang on. We'll go back to that. But okay. the one story that he told me very that was like very similar to your belt story in the sense of like a grown man challenging not grown men was one time uh, there was a bar that my dad would frequent that uh, oh, I, I, I won't. Ma- I don't want when I hear your I dad and bar stories come to right. mind. I don't want to. I don't want to name drop because I don't want to throw the bar out there. But like he used to go to this one bar frequently. When I was, you know, late high school, uh, early college, that like that was his go-to bar. Talking about the one that kind, kind of, of a do- the one that we got the ki- meat you buy from Publix. Well, the one that we got kicked out. One of the ones that we got kicked out of on my bachelor party. I do remember. Uh, which that's a story for another time. But again, one that he was a regular at that everyone knew him at. So he was. He told me, and I got this story actually. Uh, another. It was one of those one. That's why, again, my dad's best stories, like to me, in the sense that, like, I'm like, oh, these are true, because he got his ass whooped, and like the ones that where he didn't yep. get his ass whooped, I believe they're tr- the other ones that he tells. I believe they're true because he's not he's not embarrassed no. or shamed in any way. No, because he, he got learns his ass so beat. much. Right. Like he actually learns It's a pinnacle. More. It's literally right. a pillar of his life at I, this point. Right. But like he was yeah. at an age now to where like, again, I'm a grown, technically I was a grown adult male. Yes. Like he's got one kid that's still in like late high school. He's a grown man. He was literally at the bar, not getting silly, just out for a Having drink. A drink. Yeah. Right. And he went out to his truck to get another pack of cigarettes. And in when there. he went out there, there's – so in the parking lot, if you can picture the parking lot, there was a wall at the backside. Of, like it almost formed like a U around the bar. And basically what it was is as he walked to his truck, he got out the pack of cigarettes. And uh, – no, 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 a different one. Different it was, one. Uh, and uh, But like as he 
walked out to the bar or walked out to his truck, I'm sorry, from the bar <laughs> and uh, got Walmart his pack, Walmart. Right, got 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 his pack of cigarettes. He's about to walk into the bar and a guy comes from the parking lot towards him. That's our van. That's your new van? That's our new van, yeah. I haven't just, seen the new van. I'm sorry, just, keep going. Yeah, anyways. Um, so <clears throat> he's about to walk back into the bar and a guy stops him like before he comes out between his truck and the vehicle next to him. So okay, he's like, I'm tracking. It, I'm tracking. Right. So he's about to come out and the guy's like, Hey man, you got a light. And he's like, yeah. And so he goes to light this guy up. Well, a guy hops off the wall behind him. Like the, like the six foot wall, the yeah. cement cinder block wall. The barricade that, between property and like, property. Right. They like use in this parking lot behind him. So now, like technically, my dad's in like an alleyway between his vehicle and another vehicle. Yeah. There's a guy in front of him, a guy behind technically, him. Technically, you're boxed in. Right. And so the guy goes, the guy jumps down behind him, grown man, and goes, and like as my dad's about to give this other guy a light, and goes, "Hey man, I'm gonna need your wallet." <laughs> and my dad goes, like, literally, I heard this story, like. Way after the fact. Like, this wasn't while I remember, I, still, I remember when this happened. And my dad, my dad looks, he, he goes, well, I look back at the guy that hopped off the wall because it kind of, like, caught me off guard like that someone was behind me. He goes, I looked at that guy, and I realized what was going on. And I looked at the guy in front of me because he was clearly in and, I, and he goes, is it just the two of you? And the guys go, they kind of looked at each other, and they go, yeah? And he goes, Okay. And my dad just like kind of he got did ready. that he got did ready. that That's whole like he be, did that whole like I'd be like wallet yeah he did that whole Why don't shoulder you come for the roll whole purse, yeah. buddy he did that whole shoulder roll thing like loosening up yeah. like all right let's do I this I would immediately throw my arm then, over my head and stretch <laughs> like hold the on best I just part. need one minute I just need one minute <laughs> and that I need was to get the best part loose. he said that he goes is it just the two of you <laughs> and one of them goes yeah and he goes okay and they both go. Never mind, man. Have a good night. He goes, the one guy climbed back up the wall. <laughs> yeah. And the other guy just walked away. And he goes, I went back inside. Yeah. That's he not goes, the I type didn't of person they're looking for. Because he doesn't give a fuck. No. Like, I he doesn't either. care. Because here's the reality. I love my dad to death. But I can guarantee you at the time, he maybe nothing. had $20 in his pocket. And he was like, I ain't going to fucking lose <laughs> even that $20 to you motherfuckers no. trying to steal my shit. Yeah. Which is the right mentality to have. Yeah. Here's the biggest fucking piece of shit in my mind a someone that will steal from you that's yours yeah you can you can fucking do shady shit do stupid shit but when you fucking actually steal from someone that has earned something or yeah. it's theirs fuck you i don't like you stealing in general beating. i think that's a real bottom right bottom you know like i understand certain crimes i get like the i can understand some people like getting in a situation and you want one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My drink's good. I can, I can understand. Like, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen. You know, sure you are. For the most part, uh, <laughs> I always say uh, until I'm caught. And uh, you know, I don't really call my lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> I have literally nothing to say. Objection, sir. We caught you in the act. What act? <laughs> That's me. That's not an act. I'm not a, I'm not a thespian. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So you know, I, I completely understand. I'm also too crippled to run you know what i mean now you all on this don't understand what i'm talking about but just so everyone's aware i walk with a pretty heavy gait 
You ever seen a baby giraffe get born? I am much like like that. that. In many ways, I have uh, (laughs) spinal stenosis and some vertebrae problems from years of heavy construction experience and injuries, shoulder surgeries, you name it. And I could be the most crippled guy you know. Let me tell you, I will cling to life by biting onto that belt I'm holding on to, (laughs) and I'll beat the death out of you. I am not a giver. I'm not going to give up nothing. But I am also a firm believer in men today in our age group are not the same men a generation ago was in our age group. No. You know what I mean? Like your dad, my dad. Definitely different. They come from a whole different Different. world. Yeah. And one of my favorite things about my career choice was I got to be around those types of men. So I feel like I've really learned a lot and that's the type of man I am today no bullshit. I don't, I don't mind standing up for what I believe in. I don't care who it offends. And I'm also a firm believer in hard work yields, you know, high expectation. You got to work hard if you want anything right, out of this life. Right. Absolutely. There's a new generation of kid who just wants to steal. They're entitled. They're right. entitled. They want to take from you. And I implore those children in, of the night, come find me, bro. I will be the cripple that <laughs> makes you cripple. Because I'm not going for your life. That's too easy. Nah, nah, nah. I'm, just I'm going for really the good. same shit I got. I'm going for back spinal dysplasia. I'm going for pelvis injury. Is there a parking block? I'm going to use every bit of strength I have left, stand on one leg and flamingo drop you on a parking block and shatter your cerebral cortex. I'm going to just listen. break your face. I'm Have you ever a... seen American History X? <laughs> Curbing is in my <laughs> repertoire. Put your teeth on the curb. Bite that parking yeah. block, bro. Listen, my dad, and this wasn't when I was in high school. This wasn't when I was in college. Me and my dad, I mean, we're tight. My dad was my best man in my wedding. We are very close. We are very Hey, I was like, standing a couple guys. My, yeah, we are very like-minded individuals. So we actually got along very, like, I know there's a lot of people that didn't get along with their dads. Uh, present company included, but I will whoa, tell whoa. you right I, now. I, I would on, say we'll I get didn't get that. along. Uh, we'll go. We'll, yeah. That's a, that maybe another enough, whole podcast. Yes. So to deal with my that feelings. being said, though, in the same sense, I remember as a like a very young age, my dad said to me one time because, and again, this is when we were still in Indiana, and I was too young to understand the uh, the the actual um, concept, if you will, of like. Child protective services, like uh, someone that's gonna, you know, like, like you're in a, <laughs> like somebody someone else, that, someone that's gonna. That's come. what I know of child <laughs> protecting is condoms. Like someone that's gonna come help you because your family is shit. Never heard of it. My yeah. father had a saying in our house. We literally had a poster next to his belt hanging on a sixteen penny nail drilled into the uh, ceramic tile. Uh, you may call them. By the time they get here, they won't find you. <laughs> See, ours... <laughs> <laughs> we lived on a real nasty canal. By canal, I mean green belt. And by green belt, I mean alligators. <laughs> ours, what my dad always used to say, he goes, because I had threatened him one time, I'll, I'll call 911. Because, again, I didn't Every know... Every kid has said it. Yeah, Every goes, kid has said I'll it. I'll call 911. I'm in trouble. I'll call 911. And he goes, go ahead. By the time they get here, they'll have a reason for being here. Let me tell you my most favorite part about this line now. Now, you haven't had this yet. Your father is still, you know, working. Uh, My (laughs) father lives with me. Now, for any of you out there who uh, has a parent living with them, don't do it. Sorry. Put him in the home. Sorry for you. And here's the reason why. When I was a kid, 
He'd whip my ass for all sorts of crazy shit, right? And then that has molded me to the. Is it hard to whoop a grown man's ass? Just no, like bend him over like your knee germ, and germaphobe belt type shit, right? Like there's crumbs on this. You, you, I can tell you open the bread, motherfucker. And you're know, like, that was the childhood I lived in eggshells. You know, you walk on eggshells because you're like, I'm a kid. I can't fuck this ex con up. Uh, so, you know, now though, here's the tables, right? Like, here, here's what I like to call karma. In its fittest form. Like, this is the crossfit of karma right here, right? My dad now lives with me. He is now, like, a crippled old man. And it's, like, my favorite part. Because, like, he <laughs> used to beat my ass. Like, I grew up in a home where there was no structure other than an ass whooping. Like, you fucked up, ass whooping's coming. Yeah. Right? Like, I'd go to... i get out of school, report card day. I'm going by Circle K, buying a tuba or a gel, eating it. Because I know an ass whipping's coming when I get home. And at least I don't want to feel my teeth as they shatter when him punching me in the face. So, now, though, now I'm in the prime, right? Like, I'm a little crippled. But still... I could fuck this old man up, right? Like, I know, like... I'm stronger than I'm the old man. I'm overbearingly way stronger than this 70-year-old man, but he lives with me. So, like, anytime he fouls up, I go, what'd you say, old man? <laughs> and, like, it's on the border of probably, like... <laughs> elderly abuse, abuse. Elderly abuse. He likes to say, I'll call elderly abuse on you. And I'm like, well, by yeah, the time they get here, But if you're fighting back, it don't count. <laughs> I tell him, I go, remember the saying, by the time they get here, they won't find you. And he looks at me, and he, and he looks at me stunned. And I look at him, and I go, what's the difference? When I was a kid, you used it. Right. You're like a 15-year-old that lives with me. You come out, you steal my food, you go <laughs> you back go in back your, your room. room. You watch all my shit on right. cable. You, you steal my HBO. You pay no bills. You pay nothing. Yeah. You just eat our shit and make a problem. <laughs> so it's kind of fun, you know. It's reciprocated. To throw eggshells out and know you're the guy passing Don't out the eggshells. <laughs> and I kind of get where his power trip was. <laughs> but on the same time, I don't do that to my wife and children. Because, one, she's not my you, wife yet. And, and two, about her. I love them. <laughs> I literally love them. And yeah. I love them enough to know that what happened to me was horrible. <laughs> and what happened to them should never. So I treat them like king and goddess, my son and my old he, lady. He treats his wife like a king. Hey, hey. <laughs> you don't have to suck that dick, so why do you care? <laughs> don't you judge me? And by dick, I mean oversized clippers. It's 2020. We can love it's the king, big deal. King on king, baby. That's right. I love all that love all. Love is love. I am not an offender of any. I love everybody that loves everybody. But on the point of my father, he's a piece of shit. And it's been a real pain in the ass. Now, I will say he's my father. He's my only one. That's why he lives with me. I take care of him because he's my father. No matter what happened or right. whatever happened in our past, he's my father. I don't believe in leaving your family out in some random home. So regardless of that, he'll live with me till the day he dies. Hopefully, maybe sooner than later. But, you know. <laughs> he keeps mouthing off and making breadcrumbs. He keeps might going be definitely to the grocery sooner. store without a mask on. <laughs> Shit's going to get weird. It might be definitely sooner than later. You know? COVID's coming for your old man. That's why I tell him. And he just laughs at me. and goes, Argh. <laughs> <laughs> And I just look at him and go, I have nothing to say to that. But, Dad, stop going to the damn grocery store. But, you know, it's it's funny because when you're a kid... I always think, this is what I try to look back on. I try to think of like my father and the hard times that we had and know that he was a construction worker. My father never graduated seventh grade. 
He which you don't is graduate. a is a Vietnam veteran, which fucked him up severely. Oh, many and yes. uh, you know many things that uh, I would say were the plights of our my childhood, my sister's childhood, my brothers uh, was probably because of a lot of that stuff. Oh, for sure. You know he he has some reading disabilities. I would say my father's one hundred percent dyslexic, even though he doesn't know it. He 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 would never allow me to test him, even though I've tried to give him like ten tests. He exhibits a lot of the features that I'm trained to know for dyslexia, as I'm a you know teacher and a professor at college. But uh, that probably sounds bad. But uh, I think name dropper. Yeah, I think that it's funny as an adult, and he lives you know he lives with me now, and I think of all the things you know like the things he taught me as a kid, like wash this, do this, like these are the traits of your day. Like, not traits of your life. Right. These are daily skills. And he did a very good job at that. You know, he taught me very well how to hold my own, never right. back down in, in, in something you believe in, regardless of all of his own mental errors or, say... Issues. Issues. Right. Or things today that would classify as maybe schizophrenia, PTSD, PTSD right. things like that. He never hold a crutch. He's never taken anything from the VA. He's a very stand-up on his own two feet type of right. man, even though he lives with me and, you know, those things. Right. I love Which it. I'm sure was not an easy thing for him to even do. But No, it was no. Of, uh, I, I moved him here because when I went to visit him in Cincinnati where he was living, he was living in an upstairs barn with Visqueen and it's 40 below out. You know what I mean? Like craziness. Yeah. So, you know, I had to take him in and nothing you could do. But still, the funny thing is, is you recollect – you know, you look back on your childhood and you go, man, maybe the thoughts I had of my dad being a prick. Maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe that, that dude had some seriously bad right. things going on. Yeah. Were they self-motivated? 100%. Yeah. Were they his own issues? 100%. And they came down the ladder. That being said, something to think about, listeners. Don't beat your kids because you had a shitty day at work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take it out on the dog. Take it out no, on the dog. No, just kidding, just kidding. That's just what kidding. a mistress is for. But no, but... Some into it. Yeah, I mean, they like that nowadays. But it's funny. It's just funny. You know, as you get older, you think about the things your parents did and the way you were raised, and you think the things that they did for your better, and then the things they did for their worse, and now you've learned better for it, which was which, maybe still for the better. I was just going to say, which ultimately, maybe that was the lesson. Yeah. Not and they didn't even know. They no, they didn't know. It wasn't that they 100% were hundred percent. Right. They didn't know. I can tell you right now, I, for a fact, I know I'm not doing this parenting thing right. A hundred percent justice. Right. Listen, and I don't think does. anybody right. does, man. Yeah. Anybody. You try the best that you can. Yeah. You hope you yeah, don't yeah. fuck them up so bad. I've only been a parent yeah. for a little under a year, and uh, it's life changing, man. It's, uh, you know, Ryan is, uh, you've, you've, I mean, literally like the other night we were texting back and forth and I was feeling down on me about being a father and like, maybe I'm doing this wrong. You know, my kid's bumping into shit and just hurting he's himself, learning how to crawl and he's hurting himself. And I'm, and I'm fearful that I'm just like, man, what am I doing wrong? And Ryan's like, no, bro, that's what they do. That's, yeah. that's kids, man. They just, they, they learning how to, to do their own thing in their own space and they're going to get hurt on the way. And it's shocking, but you know, like how great has it been? And I, I say this for me, it's been amazing to have a friend so close to me who has three children right? and can really voice an opinion that I can trust in because 
You got three times the hassle. Yeah, right. You're working overtime shifts. I'm over here right. working part time. <laughs> right. And that's the thing too is like, I you know we joke around and stuff, but it's like it's no it's a no. <clears throat> well, at least in my opinion, I try to like no bullshit anyone in the sense of. <clears throat> listen, you want to have kids? Great, have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm no, gonna no, no, tell no. you You've right now. You've always told me that. You've told me here's that. Here's the thing. But then you always have here's, your asterisk and right. and then a procedure. Like right. Here's the dear real, Logan. Yeah. Here's the reality. This kid. No more fucking in the daytime. Right. Like, fucking in the daytime is hard, I will tell you something that a lot of, like, and this is what kind of, this, I think, if I could claim one, like, that's messed up. That's aggravating of, like, okay, I'm a a grown-up, I have children, and something that, not my parents, not my friends, not anyone that's a... Uh, a relative or stranger or anyone that has had kids, but collectively as a whole society, because I am very much of the idea of like that whole like, oh, it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It does happen because it, it is. It's friends. It's family. It's, yeah, but that's like a – it's, uh, it's like a, a no name. You know what I mean? It's like a no name. Like everyone – it does help whether they know it or not. Yes, and I'm not saying that that, that – I, I totally believe in that. What bothers me – is and I've talked to you about this before. What bothers me is the fact that, uh, and I don't think it's necessarily all in purpose. I make a joke about it, but the reality is, is misery loves company. Oh, okay. Yeah. People yeah. like that, especially parents. Parents, dude. Parents, because guess what? They have lived the nightmare. Yeah. And now they're ready to live the dream so, of being able to take the kid. Do the fun stuff and then Hands get rid of them. Yeah. And then guess what? Enjoy their night or their weekend or their whatever. Yeah, 100%. Because, and not, I'm not saying that they don't deserve that because they dealt with our dumbasses. Yeah. But what bothers me, what really bothers me is like hypothetically, like you and I, same age. You just had one kid. I've got three. And I go, come on, man. Have some more. What are you waiting for? No, you never have said that. No, no, no. Not even not, once. Not even Not even when I head. was proud right. that we were pregnant. He literally, listen, go, this is what Ryan idiot. told me. I called him. I said, hey, bro, guess what? We're pregnant. And he goes, why? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. He goes, dude, you ruined it. Yeah. He's like, you had everything. Yeah, you, you were suck. killing it. Mid-30s, no right. kids. <laughs> God, man, you had it all. You had the oyster. You, yeah. you were you were shucking oysters, my man. Yeah. You were a total, you know, yeah. double income, no kids kind of guy. And you I could said, do whatever you want, whenever you want. I said, yeah, man. I go, but, you know, I want I want some babies. I really want to be a dad, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I would say this. I love being a dad. I love the times that are, are great are great. Right. Some of the small things in life that I never really paid attention to, now you kind of focus in on and pay attention to. But you also did not – well, you did. You 100% told me mm. everything. You told me you're going to miss this. Logan, you like to nap. That's gone. Yeah. Logan, you like to drink you know, on Thursdays. And Thursdays are always good drink nights, NFL Thursdays, whatever. Thursdays right. are thir- thirsty Thursdays, whatever Wednesdays, you want to call it. Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Tuesdays Mondays, whatever day days of the that fucking end with day. Any day that ends in But my point is, is like you don't know until you do it. And I will say this 100%. I'm now a father. You know, I, uh, I work from home currently because of the crisis at hand. Uh, it's, it's a completely 
different life. Yes. And I think about, you know what's funny is when I had a kid, I didn't think like, oh, this is weird for me, right? Like, although all the experience that happened, you you like data drive it, like into your soul, right? Like, oh, we're having a baby. Like, I need to remember this shit. Like, mm-hmm. these are moments that are the moments of your life. Like, right. you know, like I always... It's weird as I well, get you older. you think you're going to I remember. categorize certain things in my life as I thought process as this is a moment. This is a stronghold moment you should remember and cherish because it's his, you know, my son's first time doing this. It's my first interaction with my first child. You know, right. like those interactions I try to hold sacred to me. I try to, you know, really per- pers- personify them as this is my moment to be a great father right. and do these things. But what's weird about all of that is you have no idea if you're ruining your kid by the things you you think that are awesome and if they're going to be horribly messed up from it later on in life. And and I would tell you, you've given me quite a path only (laughs) – and I say that because, you know, you have three girls. I have one son. That being said, I think babies are babies, but it's definitely a difference between boys and girls. I look forward to – Baseball and football and all the fucking crazy Balls. shit boys do camping, <laughs> shooting guns and all that shit. But that being said, I want girls. I would like to have a daughter. I also think it would make us closer as friends to have a daughter. And then we're like, yeah, bro, girls, man. What are you going to do? Prom, fuck. You know what I mean? All the bullshit that comes along with that. And I think it's interesting because I feel like even though we've seen each other less in the coming months, in the last months where we normally see each other more, I feel like our bond has grown as fathers right because we have a lot in common now that we didn't have even though we i think we were strong best friends before i feel like this is really great and i would say that even with strangers right you know like your friends that are now my friends like well, greg and some yeah. of the other guys it's they're it's, the same way like by no means am i comparing it to like hey like oh you're a cubs fan i'm a cubs fan like it's no. not like that but there is something to be said There's some common like, ground you see a guy with daughters at the store and you don't have your kids with you, you relate to him. Yeah, you go, like, yeah, bro, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you got this. Like, no. you can I can sit here and hold my beer longer. Right. Like, we've yeah. been watching, you know, our friends, they have two daughters, and it's like, it's easier for me to be like, hey, uh-uh. Yeah, don't You do know, that. like, because, not because, I, and that's the thing about this friend in particular, they're more of a, it's the the mother is a friend with my wife more so than I I don't know the father that well, but when I, if I correct them or some, or, you know, I wouldn't say discipline them, but like correct them in yeah. the sense of like, hey, you're no, there, no, no, don't you see do something, that. You have to right. It's like, that. no, no, you're not going to do that or behave that way or make that mistake because I'm, yeah, because I feel an obligation as a father yeah. of daughters to be like, hey, no, no, no. Don't you have a different that. path than I, I have in front of me, for sure. And, right. and you know what? Here's here's the other side of that, though. Like, it's parenting, right? Like, right. you want best for your children just like I want best for mine. You have already established the fold that is the teamwork between you and your old lady. And everybody out there, I say old lady, I was raised in a biker gang type of uh, family. So old lady to me is my significant other. Uh, but... It's funny how much I agree with you nowadays. Like, <laughs> I'll even reference you. Like, we'll be at home. The missus will say, 
well, why don't you do this? And I'm like, well, Ryan doesn't do that. <laughs> and she'll go, I don't give a shit. And I'll go, yeah, but he's pretty good. You know, like, his, <laughs> I don't know about that. But... Kid, no, listen, Ryan, coming from an outsider, I don't mean I don't have any kids other than the one I got. But let me tell you, bang up job. Every time I've had to watch the girls, which is not for much time, bang up kids. They're, Those kids are I, more I than will... excited to hang out right. and... Uh, they they're very well behaved. Ryan does a good job as a father. I, mm-hmm. He's uh, one of my idols, as well as your father. You know, it's funny is we were talking about your dad so much, and I wanted to say something. You know, your dad gave me some really great advice when you were getting married. And you know, at that time, I was Playboy. I was fucking. Mm, 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 yeah. mm, mm. I was hitting it hard. Oh was, yeah, just slinging that. Dick. I was doing cocaine. I was living the dream. <laughs> I was doing it hard. I was a road worker. I was making big money. You know, life was different then. And uh, but your father, surprisingly enough, you know, I only I had only known you for eight months when you got married, and you invited me to be part of your your wedding. And although I was like the outsider in comparison to your other groomsmen and your friends, you know, your father and me, I really feel like like really connected on a different path. And I feel like it's because there's a huge I have a huge respect for your father because regardless of what went on in your life and things that went on and I mean they don't aren't privy to those things your father was very strong and your father regardless of all discontent in his life was very much strong for you and your brother oh yeah and it's crazy to see a man that I respect so much and the things that he's done and the life he's led and the things he's told me it's just wild to think like you know I've seen that dude do some really crazy shit. <laughs> but, you know, like the, the points that he's always, you know what I mean? Like, How did we not get arrested? Like, just get not get arrested. Like, I've ridden on the drive, drive. On the bumper of his Jeep while doing some easy, very easy. questionable motives. And as a father figure going, no, he's fine. If he lets go, that's his problem. I'm going to keep driving. Yeah, I'm going to keep driving. But he's always, uh, if I've asked him for something, he's given me that advice. And uh, I just want to say, like, your father's, you know, like, he's given me some great advice in my life. And, you know, some of that advice I still hold to this day. But it's crazy, like, you know, like, my father is not the pinnacle of example, (laughs) you know, of what you want to do in your life. <laughs> if you want to live your life as a standard Floridian drug addict jailbird, by all means, follow my father's footsteps. <laughs> Even though he's not from Florida, he personifies the Florida man. He's written a book. Yeah, on his roll of toilet paper yeah. from the DOC, yeah. but he wrote it's, the book. He wrote it. He wrote it. It hasn't been published unless you got to take a shit. <laughs> but your father is one of those guys like I meet, and he's like super down to earth. You'd never think of as being like this. Yoda type experience but he is because he's that driven of his fathering he, you know he he really gives you some great pointers and I say the same to you you give me great pointers and it's really impressive like uh you just to see then to now you know that was Jesus that was so long ago when you got married 12 years ago almost yeah so it's 11 like years ago 12 years it's ago. wild to think the man I was then, which was... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you remember. We were all young. I oh, mean, we dude. were so young. It, it's just so much different. And right. then you think about, like, the men we are today, and you think about that moving forward. I think about that with my son. I think, I think what type of people am I going to bring around him? 
what type of people are going to be in that mecca. And then it's just crazy to think about. It. It's oh, just yeah. wild. And you worry about what type of piece of shit is he going to meet in his life? Well, and that w- that's the other thing is like as much as a, you know, this is by no means a whatever you want to call it, a parenting podcast by any means. But like. No, I actually think we should change topic. We're getting a little hard right. on the parenting side. But I'm just saying like the reality is, is like we can do all this stuff and think all these things and, you know all this shit but the reality is is like uh at the end of the day most of the people that are listening to this i think are our parents in some fashion whether it's late in life early in life whatever but like you do you listen to these people that do have some experience more than you and you can choose i'm gonna listen to what they're saying or i'm not gonna listen to this it's really hard a lot of times i've found and just my own personal thing yeah. is to listen to your own parents. It's much easier to listen to friends because here's when you when you listen to your own parents, you're going, Ugh. yeah, but you fucked that up. Like, you yeah, but you were a horrible up. parent. Yeah, 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 like, all people feel their parents yeah, yeah, were yeah. not that great. Right. I mean, some yeah. there's some things again, kind of like you were saying, like not to not to like toot my dad's horn too much, but like there were so many things that my dad did so amazing, and there's. Again, there's a, a thousand whole, things he probably did horribly. Right, but there's a so many things that like, not only maybe did he get wrong, but like, there's so many more things that he could have got wrong. Yeah, and he didn't. And he didn't. And like, I think that it's just human nature. It's easier to hone in on the things that, as individuals, like that's the negative. It's easier to focus on. Hey, this did me. You know, this fucked me up, this or this was me. wrong, or this hurt my feel, or this. I don't was wrong. look at it like that. But there's you know, so much funny. more. I don't look did. at it like that, and a lot oh, of people no, my, I think do. I don't look at that at I all. I look at my every dad. experience yeah. in my life as a learning opportunity. Right. And I think if more, I think more young younger generations looked at all life experience, all things in your life as a learning opportunity. Failures. Right. Ass whippings, judgments, whatever it may be. If you learn from those mistakes, you will way be a better human. We talked about this earlier today about yeah. you just always got to work hard. You always got to try to be the better person. And you always got to continue to try to provide and do those things regardless of what everyone else is doing and regardless of what their lives hold for them. Focus on you. Focus on bettering you, right. bettering your family. And I agree with you. I think, uh, of course, you're going to get it wrong. Oh, Life gonna, is full yeah, of getting it wrong. Absolutely. If you don't get it wrong, you're lying. Well, what would we talk about earlier? What do you learn? You learn from the fights you lost. Exactly right. You learn from the mistakes. You don't learn anything Guess from what? your succession. What, you here's learn the reality. From your as shitty as it sounds, your kids are going to learn more from your mistakes That's than right. they are. Because I'll tell you right now, as my like having a younger brother, my younger brother... Where I've tried to express to him yeah. certain like, hey, do this, not this. And it's not because I'm telling him what to do. I'm telling him because I fucked it up. And I'm trying to not let him go through that same aggravation and that hassle. But it's Some things hard. have to be self to be, Yes. And like, yeah. I think our parents, even a lot of times, even when you think to yourself like, what did they do? Or what were they doing? In hindsight, you go... Oh, okay. They were trying to do this. But, but they just the, did it horribly. Well, not even that. Sometimes they do it and you if you really look at it and really think about it, you go, Oh no, no. They told me that. I did the other thing because they told me that. 100%. Like I I did it like a F you to them yeah. and tried to kind of like yeah. rebel. And then you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were right. And you don't 
human nature is not you don't want to admit that someone else well, was right about jack shit. If you're 15 to 25, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And right you're now, you're yeah. you're going to make decisions based on your well-being and not and you're stupid. You're yeah. Right. You're just not taking advice. Right. Your you're, frontal lobe is not formed completely. Yeah. You're telling yourself you're not a I know idiot. best. Right. I'm invincible. Nobody can tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going to be right. this. And anyone out there and that is And then at 25, you go, yeah. well, that didn't work out. <laughs> whatever I'm still it was. living at right. home. And whatever it was. Life is hard. I'll tell you right now. Say you're under that age bracket. Say you're in between that age bracket we just listed. And say you did have a kid. Okay? And I'm not, I'm yeah. not judging. I'm not saying you're wrong by any means. But I will tell you right now. You, you made a hard you, life for yourself. Well, but I'm man. saying right now, you... As a grown-up and as a parent can probably listen to this and go, oh, yeah, they're right. Like, I didn't know what I was talking about until I had a kid. We had yeah. this talk earlier today oh. where you go, I used to think I knew things. Like, I used to know everything. Oh, yeah, I still and think then I it's know like, a lot. And then it's I like, don't. but then it's like, oh, yeah, but that kid, and I, it Shows humbles you. you. Oh. It humbles you hard, man. It's like every day so hard. you learn about things that won't work. Right. And things that do work. And then you go, I'm going to copy that shit that works. I'm you try that. to. It don't always work. Yeah, because right. the kid changes. The kid's growing. He's learning more. They're learning more. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's just wild. It's just a wild thing. I can't imagine having a kid. Like, I, was, I'm, I didn't have a kid until I was 34 years old. Right. I can't imagine having one at 17, 18, 19, no. 20, 21, 22, gonna be... 23, 24. I yeah. can't imagine having any kids under the age of 30. Right. I just can't imagine. And even it. then, you're like, I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. I, listen, like, as, at 30, I was as one a, of the party As a parent still. that did it's that. crazy. As a parent that did that. I know. I can tell you, and again, wow. I was with Sarah forever. We it, that part wasn't the issue. It was ever. yeah. Forever. You've seen Samlot forever. Yeah, yeah, that part wasn't the issue. There was never the qualm of the the husband wife relationship by any means. The thing that w- will have more or less screwed you up though is if that relationship wasn't good. The rest won't work because, like I was talking to you earlier, and I again, I, I this podcast is minimal and it's reaching for sure. But I obviously don't want to put anybody's name out there that is not okay with it. But I have a friend that has a a brother in law that he he said it to me best one time. He goes, "Here's the reality," because he he has a daughter, just a single daughter, good kid, great kid, and he told me one time. He goes, "Listen." love my daughter with all my heart and like you know it's true like he has no there's yeah. no greater love that he has for his daughter except for his wife yeah. because he says he goes here's the reality you can love your kid you, he goes you will no matter what they do love your kid till the day they die but at the end of the day there's gonna come a day where your kid leaves and then it's you and your wife and if that relationship is not strong What's the point? Yeah, you did all that work you, for and nothing. there's and there's nothing wrong with yeah. loving your kid with all of your heart. Yeah, and recognizing, oh, this isn't good. 
You know what I mean? I'm not, right. I'm not an advocate of like, hey, divorce because you fight. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying fighting's normal. Here's the yes. If you're not fighting, thing, you're though, not speaking. At truthfully the end of to the day, other. if you're sitting there going, I'm only in this relationship because of my kids. Of my kids. No, no, no. Your kid, your kid is still. You, you can need to still be an what amazing. It was like to be in the beginning. You can yeah. still be an amazing parent, whether it's a father or a mother, without being married to their other biological person. Like you don't I'm have not to married. do that. Yeah, you don't have to I'm do that. I'm not married. Yeah. We have a kid together. Right. It's the happiest I've ever been in my life. And right. I've been married. Yeah. Marriage isn't always the fairy tale they Boo. tell you. Yeah. But I can tell you this. I made mistakes in that marriage as well as she did. Hey. And it didn't work out. That being said, I acknowledged those mistakes and I learned from it. And that's all any of us can ever do. And now I have a kid. Will I get married again? 100%. I'm very positive I will. My baby mama is a bad bitch. She is awesome. Best man. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things in life you think you never will or this won't happen for you or this is this. Life is a real funny way of splashing that shit right in your face. But oh yeah, what's funny is, is... Uh, you take your licks and you keep on licking. You know what I mean? You keep on mm. keep on going. Mm. Everybody loves being licked, yeah. right? Right. You show me someone don't like being licked, <laughs> you ain't been licked right. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's funny how much you need to be a team with your, with your, you know, baby mama, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Because if that team's not working, you're, you're going to, your kids are going to lose out. You need that team effort you need both sides because in my experience i'm very i would say typical dad i'm very stern there's certain things i want done my way and it's not because i want them done my way it's because i think it's what's best for us and uh she has the same you know what i mean and you have to be willing to part that sea a little bit you have to be willing to say Let's find that middle ground. Let's find right. where we both want to be and where we want our kid to be. And, uh, you know, I just think, like, I stay, I take a step back always, and I try to I try to think about the, the way it would be if I was different, if I was this way. What would that, would that change my kid? Would that change my daily life? Probably, you know? And it's better to be more concerning and more understanding than it is to be more overly critical and just tight you know what i mean like you want to like my father was very it's my way or the highway and no room for error and although i feel like i'm very structured and i feel like i have a very strive for excellence maybe it's from that no way of knowing i think but it's definitely one of those things you got to just take one day at a time and you just got to live with it well i don't know how we got on such a like parenting rip parenting yeah like Talking. I feel like we need to have another yeah, podcast we gotta, we gotta like, where we talk about, you know, hookers and blow. Yeah. Well, we've got plenty of stories that we can discuss further. But, like, yeah, well, I think we got kind of off on a tangent there. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the drinking and the fact that we've been around our kids all day probably affected that a little and bit. And in the sun. But uh, what uh, – we'll, we'll go ahead. Do you have anything that you want to say to wrap this up? Because I think we should probably end this. We're Since at, we were mainly talking uh, about parenting, I, yeah. I would just like to say 
I have no idea what I'm going to do in the future with this kid. I think that that, to you know? realize that alone, that's good. That's a I good think, thing. I think, like, so, like, my main thought process is mainly don't fuck it up. You yeah, know, you're like, going to. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. 100% I acknowledge I'm going to fuck stuff. Now, like, right now he's a baby, right? Like, right. Getting ready to be a toddler. Not much you could, in my opinion, like, maybe not that much you could really really scar him for life with maybe other than like weird stuff if you're a weirdo but i'm not i'm a pretty normal dude but uh it's definitely a road i wouldn't suggest unless you're prepared to to really give it that time and give it your all uh but yeah i think like uh i would end it saying you know you'll never know until you do <laughs> you know i thought i knew <clears throat> Ryan 100% warned me. <laughs> all the flares were thrown. All the flags were put out. Cones, road flares, you name it. He threw it at me and said, no, bro, you, no, you're not listening. Are you listening to me? Don't do it. You're not listening. And he's like, wait, to your 50 and adopt <clears throat> one. That's 20. Right. And then you're good. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's a lot of rewards to parenting, but you won't know your own strength or weaknesses until you go through it. And it's, it's a wild life. It's a wild ride, but the enriches the, the, the glory that you can have as a parent is not apparent. If you know what I mean? Like it's, you won't know it for years to come, but I love it. I love being a dad so far, man. It's just great. I love it. I love coming yeah. home from exactly. work and he's just like, yeah, and I'm a, like, man, you're gonna go to bed soon. It's awesome. He's a, yeah, and, he's, a, uh, he's a you know, but now being single kid father, yeah, living, first kid, first kid, little baby boy. Yeah. He's just a big old bag of fun most of the time, and yeah. when he's not, it's his mother's problem. So right. uh, it's uh, well, we'll see how he's doing once he's stabbing you in the fucking leg with a shrimp fork later uh, on in life. You never know. But, oh uh, man, that's all right. That's a that's another story for another time. But hey, we're gonna wrap it up for today. Uh, we're cutting it tight here a little long but uh uh thank you all for listening thank you logan for being on here and uh we're uh hoping that uh you guys will listen here in the future because we'll probably have future podcasts with some um maybe a little bit few more history stories of uh things that hopefully won't get my ass in a bind but uh, again thank you i love you brother and uh we'll talk again real soon i love you too brother and uh it's been fun All right, buddy.